What's up, everybody? I'm your host, A Bucket Full of Guts, and that is my co-host, A Severed Arm from a Wooden Barrel. And welcome to the Grindhouse Syndicate, a horror movie podcast, where today we are covering 2020's gorgeously filmed horror fairy tale, Gretel and Hansel. I got it right. You did. Yep. You're, you're one for three tonight. Yeah. Uh, today we are going to talk about magic, annoying little brothers, and children being eaten. Sounds like a typical Saturday night around here. Good old kindergarten buffet. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm excited about this one. Yeah. This is one of the these uh lesser known movies that just happened to be a random Walmart score right after it came out and uh it is it is a beautiful movie. Well, you recently told me that I watched it with you guys and after rewatching it, I don't remember it. Yeah, that was something I was actually going to ask you about. No, nope. you didn't get any. Nope. Well, you one hundred percent watched it uh, with us. Yeah, I don't. I had have no memory of. It. I guess it was a while ago. I and normally I'm pretty good about remembering movies, but uh, I I for some reason do not remember this movie. Oh, well, that's good. That makes us even better. That that's not to say my opinion on it is negative because it is not. I just sometimes. I, you know, forget things, I guess. Pretty bad for having a show about I, movies. <laughs> I can't say anything. Hey, you you know how often I'll watch something and have to be reminded that I watched it. Yeah, uh, but first, if you want to stay up to date on what is going on with us or the show, talk about or submit your movie request or just say hey. You can always find us at one of our social media accounts or... Our very new, very shiny, still has that new website smell website. That's right. A site completely dedicated to the show, ran only by us, and that will be our official internet headquarters kind of deal. I love that new website smell. It, it's got that smell. Don't, don't smoke in the website, though, and kind of mess up the smell. Uh, we will keep it up to date with all like the brand new info. We'll have all the links you could ever need there. Uh, of course, you can listen to all our episodes there completely for free. And you can find it at www.grindhousehorrorpod.com. And always the Facebook at the Grindhouse Syndicate Horror Podcast. Instagram at grindhousesyndicate.horror.pod. And the TikTok at Grindhouse Horror Podcast at grindhouse.horror.pod. And there's another and. We have finally got the Patreon up and running. So if you are looking for more content from us, you can find it at patreon.com slash the Grindhouse Syndicate, a horror movie podcast. We just released our first episode of Tales from the Script, where we cover episodes from the legendary tales from the crypt uh we started with season one episode one the man who was death yes death. not death yeah death uh make make that th uh death gotta make that sound really good <laughs> yeah we went back and listened to the first episode and i don't we don't think that i said it but the mic picked it up like i said death uh, no, you 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 definitely said death. Uh, you said it right, but I don't know why. I don't know if maybe you were 
moving away from the mic a little bit as you were finishing up your sentence, but it 100% sounds like it is a show about people who are a guy who cannot hear. Yeah, it's not an episode about a man who loses his hearing. Not nothing like that at all, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So if you go to listen to it and it sounds like deaf, yeah, we had a good laugh from it. Hopefully you you uh, find it funny as well. <laughs> it, it's a good episode, though. I yeah, really it fun. enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to jumping into that series. Uh, there's so much to cover. There's there's uh, so much good horror stuff. There's always like a big-time actor actress in it. Uh, there's a lot of really popular directors that did episodes. Yeah, it's a goldmine. That it is. And... Uh, you can never go wrong with the Crypt Keeper. No, no. And he's, far as I know, in every episode. I wonder if they ever had an episode. No, they did not. He didn't have every he, episode. He didn't do a funny little intro. No, he's in all of them. But yeah, uh, we kind of do, if you don't know, we kind of do a very shortened version of kind of what we do here. Uh, the the episodes for that show are, what, about 20, 20, they're like under 30 minutes, I think, from what we can tell. Yeah, they're about... 24 to 28 minutes long. Yeah, so there's not a ton of stuff, and there's not a ton of information on there, but we do uh, look up what information we can find, and it's just a kind of 30, 40-minute version uh, on an episode of pretty much what we what we do here. I still can't believe how short those episodes are. I thought I they were like an hour. Yeah, I, I, always, I always remembered them being longer. Uh, unless I, I know th- I know they're that short through the first two seasons. Maybe they'll get longer. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, definitely, if you're interested in that and some other stuff, um, go there to the Patreon and check that out. We not for all episodes, but for some episodes, we'll be doing an after show of just a bunch of other stuff we couldn't cram into this, and we're going to do an after show for the uh, the 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 Gretel and Hansel here because I got. I got some really cool information on the cinematography, the set design, and kind of why they did some of the stuff they did. Yeah, and if you've never seen that or this movie, uh, that that's that's a huge part of this movie. It's probably I think for what, me. That's what makes this movie what it is. That's from all the reviews. People that even didn't like the story, nobody ever said anything bad about the cinematography. It was always like it. it this it's a shining. It's a shining moment for this movie. Yeah, when it comes to witch movies, this set the standard for me. This is just that perfect uh, October, dark, really, really beautiful colors added, like uh, very fall colors on top of black. Uh, the color palettes were amazing. It was shot great. Uh, this, Like I said, it set the standard for me. Well, if you really like all that stuff, you're going to love when we go into the after show. So yeah, if you want to check that out, it's at the Patreon. Uh, subscribe or follow for alerts on new episodes. And if you really love us and don't want us to end up walking through the woods looking for food because we're poor and stumble across a scary house that belongs to a witch, give us a review. And as always, those links are located in the show notes. So uh, Gretel and Hansel is a 2020 dark fantasy horror film based on the German folklore tale Hansel and Gretel by the Brothers Grimm. I think I've seen somewhere that this story is like 200 years old. I did not know it was German. 
I've yeah, learned well, something we're both, there. Both learning some things. I guess that explains the names. The film is directed by Oz Perkins and produced by Dan Keegan, Fred Berger, uh, who did Autop- Autopsy of Jane Doe, Brian Carvana Jones, who did Sinister. Uh, the screenplay was by Rob Hayes. It is 87 minutes long, and the cinematography was done by Galio Olivares. Sophia Lillis portrayed the main characters alongside Alice Crage and Jessica D. Gao. The story follows Gretel and Hansel as they enter the dark woods in order to find work and food and then stumble upon the home of a witch. It's a shame that this movie wasn't bigger because the, the cinematographer, if anybody, deserved a fucking award for this movie. Yeah, uh... Well, he got nominated. I mean, the the movie didn't... I would like to know what it lost to. No, it didn't win. <laughs> it didn't win a single award. Yes, that's that's a shame. Yeah. I don't. There's not many movies I could put this up next to as far as cinematography, and this would lose out to it. In October of 2018, Orion Pictures announced the start of the film's development with Lilith set to star. Other actors were added shortly after... Principal photography on the film began on November 9th of 2018 in Dublin, Ireland, and wrapped up in December of 2018. Additional filming and reshoots started in January of 2019 in Langley, British Columbia, Canada. Orion released Gretel and Hansel in North America on January 31st, 2020, the United Artists releasing. The film grossed. Here we go. $22 million worldwide with only a budget of $5 million. That's a good return. Yeah. Uh, even though I, this is not like a huge movie, financially it did pretty good. Yeah, it must have came out at a good time. I I personally uh, never heard anybody mention this movie. Um, and when it came out, I just happened to, to see it. Right when it came out, it's at Walmart and got it. Honestly, I don't, I don't remember it being in theaters. Yeah, so it was released January thirty first. Typically, January February time is kind of what they call. It's like you where you kind of dump your movies that you're going to release them, but you don't think they'll make a lot of money. So it's kind of a terrible time to release something, and they they. It seemed like they just didn't really have... They, I don't think they put a lot into the marketing, and then they released it at probably the worst time of the year to release a movie. Well, it did pretty good, yeah. considering. I can't believe this is a $5 million movie. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh, they they put more into it. I would give it a, a 10 or 15, maybe. Man, it's just... The, the sets and everything are just so good for it to only be $5 million. Yeah, and, and the uh, the actresses that play like the two main ones, I thought that they both. I don't. I know one of them's pretty known. Yeah, from um, from it. Yeah, and then uh, the older lady who played the witch in this movie is she did a, a fucking fantastic job. I think she's the best when it comes to the acting in this movie. I, I, agree. I think she absolutely takes the cake here. Yeah, there was a what was uh wasn't it the visit where the older lady in that movie we were talking about her how she killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. 
it, it basically it had a uh, mixed reviews from critics. It did receive praise for its visuals and cinematography as well as the horror elements and acting, but criticism from the film's slow pacing and screenplay. Perkins explained in an interview that the title was changed because this version focuses more on Gretel. Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I could see where people that don't like slow burns wouldn't like this movie. Yeah, it's and a slow burn for sure. I'm not normally huge on slow burns. You really have to have a really good story normally to keep me into a slow burn. And this is obviously not, an, an it's an original take on a story that, most people know, but as as beautiful as the movie was, it, it it kept me in, kept me locked in. Yeah, I think one of the problems with the movie is it's telling a story that everybody knows very well. I think that it was never going to be this huge, because to me, it reminds me a lot of The Witch, which did really well and is you know, in high regards of a, of a film. They, they marketed the witch really good though. That was one thing I know. It, I know it had to have done really good at box office because that movie was, was marketed really well. Yeah. Well, I think cause they're kind of similar movies, but the witch didn't have a story. Like you didn't go into the witch knowing already what it's about. This movie had that uh, on its shoulders. It does. It does. But I think I, I loved how it was an original take on this story. Yep. Like the normal story of uh, the witch trying to kill and eat these two kids. Um, this is kind of a lot different in regards to this is kind of the witch is grooming this girl to, uh, you know, strengthen her powers. Oh, it, it's a very interesting take on it. I personally don't have a problem with it using you know, a very well-known story. I'm fine with it, but I do think that there are going to be people that just going to pass on it because they feel like it's probably going to be that same, you no. know, house made of candy shit, you know, that, that yeah. every story version of this does. No, I agree completely. I think there's a lot of people who didn't give it a chance and didn't watch it because of that, because they think they already know the story, but it's actually a, you know, the characters are the same, as far as name wise, and and there is a witch in it, but uh, outside of that, it's a completely different take on the story, and it's a really dark take on it. Very yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. So the ratings, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a sixty three percent. IMDb gave it a five point five out of ten, and Letterbox gave it a two point seven out of five. The average audience rating is only a two point two out of five. Yeah, I seen uh what what was it? Rotten Tomatoes gave it 63%. Yeah, I remember it not being high. That's super surprising to me because it these are the type of movies yep. that Rotten Tomatoes normally love. Uh, yeah, I I was surprised on that too. Very very artsy cinematic movie and they I I just I was kind of blown away that they only gave it a 63%. If you would like to watch this movie currently, you can rent it on Apple TV, Google Play, Vudu, YouTube, and Amazon Prime from $3.99 to $5.99. So, you want to jump into the plot? No, Tubi? It's not on Tubi? It's not on Tubi, man. Wow, I, I think I, it's... I would have thought that this would have been on Tubi, actually. Uh, it not being a, as known of a movie. 
you know, honestly, watching a movie like this on Tubi would suck. Yeah, yeah, because I agree. Commercials could, in the middle of it because yeah. this, this story moves so slow at certain points. It, I, commercials would definitely be tough. Well, I have I have another. It has to do with the commercials, but I have another kind of thing I'm going to add to that. But I want to get to. Um, I don't even know if we'll get to it. We may have get to it in here, or we may, it may be in the after show. But um, I got some interesting things that I think commercials would fuck this up. So we'll mm. get to that later. All right. Well, let's jump into the plot. Um, so we start off by being told the story of the beautiful child with the little pink cap. So this child was born during a time of famine and great suffering. For some reason, I don't know, but the whole village voted her the most beautiful child in the whole town. I don't know why that kept being brought up. Like, I think that I know why it was brought up. Uh, because everyone else was ugly? Well, I think that I don't want to... Well, I mean, we'll get to it in the plot, but I think because of who's narrating the story... Um, it has to do with the disguise that she uses, kind of to throw them off. Well, uh, I'm interested to hear that because I've never, I just can't picture at any point where the whole town's like, who do you think's the most beautiful kid? I don't, I don't, I don't think the town actually got together and voted on that. That's weird. I think it was, it's kind of, uh, added to the story. Yeah. So anyway, she got, uh, very sick one day and it was discovered that she would not live long. So her dad said, fuck that, and took her to an enchantress with the power to cure any ailment. All she required of the father was to be brave and trust the darkness. This becomes a running theme in this movie, this, this uh, saying here. So this is going to pop up a few times. So she removed the illness from the child, but she put a gift of second sight in its place. The child begins to read the villagers' future, but turns out nobody wanted to hear the bad shit that was going to happen to them. That's that's big surprise. Yeah, that's <laughs> that would be what it would be like in real life. Yep. Uh, the child then started going around using her powers to kill innocent people and animals for fun. Eventually, even killing her own father. That's fucked up. How she kills her dad too. Yeah, he, like eats a piece of. Uh, molten metal. It's like a blacksmith, clearly. Yeah, it's like molten iron or steel or something. Man, what a shit way to go out. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back with the villagers, and they sent her away to go live with the enchantress. Back uh, then, when they didn't like you, they would just kick you the fuck out of town. They sure would. Can you imagine if things were like that now? Like, we don't like that guy. Tell him to get out. We're, we're all going to force him out of our city. I got some people I wish I could just kick out of town. Oh, for sure. Got some family, at least. So she ended up uh, living in the deep, deep woods where she was all alone with nobody to play with. So she started to summon children to the woods where she had them walk down into basically this really big asshole in the ground. We'll learn about the hole later on, but right now all we know is it's just a big hole in the ground. And then they are never seen again after that. So they're kind of, they go down in this hole and that's it for them. The story ends with a warning to beware of gifts, beware of those who offer them, and beware of those who are only too happy to take them. Dun, dun, dun. It's a good warning. Yep. Uh, we meet our lead character, Gretel. 
and she is getting ready for a job interview as a housekeeper for a local rich guy named John Strip. We learn that her favorite fairy tale story is the beautiful child with the pink hat, and we also learn that she is pretty much the primary caretaker of her little brother Hansel, who follows her around everywhere she goes. So they arrive at Strip's home, and Hansel waits outside while Gretel goes in to meet with Strip. She begins to tell Strip her housekeeping skills, but it uh, doesn't really seem like he cares much about any of this. Dude, this dude is so fucking creepy. And I don't know if you noticed, but he's wearing lipstick. Mm, look what's going on in my pants. Pretty much. That's Yes, that's totally the vibe. He is he gross. Out. You can tell he's a raper. Like he's The a, moment I seen him put in my notes, yeah. he said he's a raper. Be- before he even asked about her virginity, it was total pedo vibes. Oh, for sure. This guy, Chris Hansen, would totally bust this guy. Faux show. Uh, he asks about her father, who she informs him that uh, he has passed away, and that is why she is looking for work. She tries to point out the kind of the issues with the local economy, and he tells her that uh, she shouldn't talk so much, and he wants her to call him my lord. My lord. Anybody who wants you to call them my lord is probably a uh, shitty person. He's not even a lord. He's just rich. He's just yeah, he just he's wants just to pretend money. like he's a lord. He's like everybody else is hungry, so you motherfuckers are gonna call me my lord. And uh, all he really seems to give a fuck about is if she is still a virgin. Seeing that coming a mile yep. away. Yep. Old guy with with lipstick. I mean, just the vibes he gives off. 100% seeing it coming. This guy fucking sucks. I wish he would have died in some way in this movie. Yeah, he's fucking gross. He, uh, he asked her, you know... In this really weird, olden time way about her being a, a virgin. Ask you, have you kept your maidenhood? I beg your pardon? You may beg all you want, but my question remains. Are you uh, intact? Gross. Yep. Gross. Gross. Are you <laughs> intact? That's the grossest fucking way to say that. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, do you... Ah, I'm not even going to say that. Just do you gross. even <laughs> fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> do you even bleed yet, bro? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't notice uh, the first time I watched it, I caught it on the second time. There is women screaming in the background. Didn't catch that. Yeah, so if you watch it with the subtitles on, too, and kind of the pause of uh, of them talking, it has in parentheses, woman screams in the background. And that's what caused me to pay attention to it. And then almost the whole entire time, there is a woman screaming in the background. So I'm like, is it like this guy a scream scream? Like it's maybe maybe he runs a brothel. Maybe one of those screams. Maybe that's how I, I, yeah, well, she's screaming, no, please, no. Oh, well, that's probably not a brothel. Uh, um, but I don't know. I mean, it could be a brothel where the guys show up there and kind of just do fucked up shit and no one ever does anything about it. Yeah, if you got some slave prostitutes, but is that really a brothel? This is, that's, I don't know what you call called a rape that. house. <laughs> it's just a rape. He looks like he runs a rape house. That is definitely not a brothel. Brothels are normally, um, there's uh some some uh con- sex and money exchanging. Yes. There there is screams uh, of pleasure. Consensual for money. 
why I wonder why dudes cared so much about the like virgin thing back then. Like that was you see so many it's like books and and movies and shows and uh, I mean it that went on for a long time too. Like that's still that was like such a major f- and then they always are wondering about girls who are like fucking 12 and 13, 14 years old. Like oh it's that's, so fucking all that's fucking gross. Yeah, that's unfortunately still a thing in other parts of this world. Yeah. Um it's very normal. So yeah, uh Gretel says fuck that and nope's right on out of there. Uh her brother is giving her shit about turning the job down. And uh, all he really cares about is getting a crumb of cake. Bastard. Yeah, he does totally does not under, understand the situation. She gets home, and her mother is also very upset that she didn't take the job. And uh, she basically is saying, uh, you know, would it have killed you to let him fuck you? We're starving here. Fucking, she sucks. She's like, you, st- you still got your V card. You could have used that to get us a lot of food. Yeah. Uh, her mother tells her to hit the dirt road and take her brother with her. Uh, she's like, you know, we're all basically going to starve to death and you might as well go out there and dig fucking three graves. Uh, she wants her to go and try to uh, join the church as a nun. Gretel doesn't want to do that, but her mom threatens her with an axe. She grabs her brother and leaves for the convent. I think it's very obvious that the mom is, is possessed or influenced by something here. I don't know if you caught this. I did. There's something else that that kind of alludes to that in a little bit. I'll mention, but yes, the mom is. You know, she like freaks out. Like she just randomly freaks out and is like, you know, get out or I'll cut you into little pieces with this axe. I wondered if she's trying to get them to leave so they don't starve, or if she is trying to protect them. Not from starvation, but from herself, because there's clearly something possessing her here. No, I didn't really pick up on that. I just thought she was fucking lazy. Because, you know, my notes I put, you know, if she was my mom, I'd be like, why don't you go get a fucking job? <laughs> the only jobs you can get is fucking the local fucking pedophile. Well, She's yeah. a little old for that. Yeah. It's like, um, mom, go work at the rape house. Uh, so while sitting in the woods, Gretel decides that they will go to an old family friend who has since passed away and rest up in uh, her now empty house. And this is where we start to see that Gretel has kind of some sort of second sight power as well. They get to the house at night and it looks like someone is still living there, but there is no one to be found at the property. They find a nice, warm, comfy bed to lay in. They get in it and settle in for the night. Right as they say goodnight, we see a zombie-like man rise up behind Gretel and attack them. They quickly run from the home with the zombie man chasing behind them. He tackles Hansel's slow ass to the ground. Gretel turns around to help him when suddenly we see an arrow from behind kill the zombie. It's Legacy. He, Dude, if she wouldn't have ducked, he'd have killed her too. That would hit her right in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the way she ducks though... It totally, like, this is an arrow moving fast enough to go through a head and not be slowed down at all. Yet she was able to react in the time that it went through the head before it got, like, she, 20 feet to her. She's got the second sight. She does. She don't but know. I don't know if she's seen that one coming. We then meet uh, the man who saved them, and he is called the Huntsman. He is very knowledgeable and experienced in traveling in the woods and hunting animals. He treats them to a meal of rabbit 
and offers to draw them up a bath. He informs them of someone who could possibly take them in. If I lived back in them olden days, I would 100% dress like this fucking dude. All black with a fucking black co- like cloak. I, I see in his outfit and I'm like, that would be my outfit. He's a huntsman. Even if I wasn't a huntsman, even if I was just, you know, chilling at home, I'd wear that. Let me ask you this. Do you think he was really trying to help them? Or do you think he was trying to send them to the witch? I've wondered that. But the only thing that doesn't have me fully on board with it is they take the mushrooms and they get off. They kind of just wander off. So... Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, but how far do you really think they wandered off? They were tripping balls on mushrooms. I don't know. I've never tripped balls in the mushrooms, especially well, <laughs> at that young of an age. So I don't know if you noticed uh, in the background of his house is an upside down cross. You didn't catch that? Well, that that wasn't his house. That's supposed I to be think, somebody else's house. I think that was his house. I think that was him getting back. Because he when he shoots them with the arrow, he comes from inside the house. He's in the doorway of the house. Is Somebody it? stole my zombie. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where the fuck the zombie came from. <laughs> um, it never I explains think, that. I think that that's kind of just part of the, maybe, maybe the disease that people got. Because they mentioned the famine and the disease that wiped a lot of the people out. Um, or it could just be something that's kind of part of this fairy tale land that they're in. But yes, yeah, so the the hunter, uh, that I mean, there's just some some weird stuff. Like he makes sure to send them in this direction, which leads them directly to the witch. And all like he's got rabbit, but he doesn't eat rabbit. He's like literally cooking rabbit, but he doesn't doesn't eat rabbit. And I think. With the mom, because my theory is that the mom was possessed. She was heavily influenced by the witch. I think everything that happened to them after that point was all influenced. And it was her uh, getting Gretel to her witch house. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about... I didn't really think about the mom, but I, I have pondered the huntsman being involved... And, you know, I'm kind of in the middle because there's there's not enough for me to really say either way. But I could totally get on board that he was a part of this whole thing. Like, I, you know, I, I have no argument to say that he was actually a good dude or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really make that clear, but I don't I, don't I, even, I like the idea. I don't even know if he was necessarily like in on it. As as much as he was influenced to to send them in that direction, he was influenced to come across them, or them to come across his house, uh, and you know to to send them in that that direction. I think that it was very heavily influenced. He may have been completely in on it. I don't know how he would know this witch uh, and be friends with her. And I don't really know what she would have to offer him for him to send kids her way. But a lot of kids has been randomly sent her way. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so he gives them directions to a family whose home is a two-day walk through the woods. They cautiously accept his help. The next day, they set out on their journey, but they get a little off course. They begin to get hungry and decide to eat some mushrooms growing in the woods. 
Uh, this is where we see a seven-year-old tripping on shrooms. Never seen that before. Uh, they begin to see shadows of witches out in the woods. They are beginning to starve, and Hansel will not shut up about food. He kind of, he not kind of, he got on my nerves for about 15 minutes of this movie. Oh, he's totally a uh, kid at that age. Yeah, he does a good job at being a regular, like, annoying kid. Annoying kid, kid kills yeah. Him. Yeah, he, he, they probably just had him play himself. So Gretel begins to hear a voice of the beautiful child telling her to follow her voice. She also sees a vision of the child riding in a buggy with the Enchantress, who, by the way, is wearing a ski mask. It's kind of funny. Like, just her mouth is, like, the hole for her mouth is cut out, and that's it. I was like, oh, she looks like she's about to go rob somebody. She was. Yeah, maybe that's That's what she she does. So while walking through the woods, the two start to smell food in the air. They follow the scent and come across a beautiful black house in the middle of the woods. I love this fucking house. Yes. This, I love this house. Yeah, I'm I'm currently looking on the market for this house. Let's see if it's out there. This is 100% a witch house. Like when oh, you yeah. think of uh like a witch house, this is what you think of. Yeah, the, I mean, there's even like this little slide out front that's like done in all black. There's like this cool little art deco shed that's done in all. I mean, this is the windows this is so fucking rad. The windows in it are super fucking. Oh cool yeah, so too. the the windows are like frosted, but every window has like a peephole in the center. That's yeah. fucking cool. It is. That's cool. such a cool and idea. They're, they're shaped really cool too. They're like these kind of rounded off, kind of really cool. Um, it gives to that like uh kind of enchanted fairy tale land vibe, like but but a witch house. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the house uh, later on in the in the uh, after show because man, I found out some cool things of like because you know in the original story, um, the house is made of candy. It's like a gingerbread house, and I think the kids like take they originally when they show up there they like literally eat chunks of the house. And this movie decided not to do that, and they decided to do this with this house. And I'm so glad they did that, because this fucking house is awesome. Yeah, this is way too dark of a movie to have a random house made out of candy. So what you don't what you don't realize yet is the house is almost like a character in this movie. Almost. Not quite, but almost. Uh, they look through the window and see this big table covered in freshly made food. Hansel climbs through the window to get some of this food when suddenly Gretel sees an old woman standing in the shadow. I love that shot too of of her standing behind him in mm-hmm. the shadows. Like it is 100% total witch vibes. If I seen that and like my little brother was in there, that I, that freaked me the fuck out, which it does. She like tries to throw a rock through the bulletproof window. Yeah, she quickly tries to get inside to help her brother, and this is when we discover this fucking house has bulletproof glass. Yeah. Because <laughs> it bounces right the fuck off. She did an enchantment spell to make her house bulletproof. Uh, after failing to break the window, she starts a fire in the yard when suddenly the door opens to reveal Hansel with a big grin on his face. And standing next to him is an old woman who is pleased to greet them. They all go inside where Gretel and Hansel enjoy the feast of food. The old lady tells them that she lives alone and isn't married, and she tells them that they are welcome to stay the night. 
That night, Gretel has a dream where she sees the Enchantress, the beautiful child, and a bunch of children stuck in the mirror. The next morning, they get up, and there is another feast of food waiting for them. Gretel begins listing off her skills to the woman, offering to trade work for food and lodging. Back then, I guess, turning down beds was like a career. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she, we see her mention, because she mentions it to the uh, the rich guy in the beginning, and then she mentions it here. And I'm like, making beds is like, you can teach somebody how to make a bed in 10 minutes. Maybe 20 minutes, if you really, if it needs to be really fancy. That's not like a skill skill. That's just something you know how to do. There wasn't fucking much to do back then. Who's going to pay somebody to make, like, what? At the most, she has three beds in her house? Uh, you know, know what? I'll feed you, Maybe that's and you can live here if you spend 30 minutes a day making the beds. Maybe that's just kind of the term they use for kind of a maid. Like I guess. just clean up Maybe. around my house, make my beds, you know, that's, do, the, do the dishes, yeah, sharpen that's, my axes. It's like, uh, you know, you need help from somebody, and you try to move into their house, and you're like, well, I can take out the trash. Well, you know... There's a lot of trash around here. Well, if I hired somebody <laughs> to take out the trash as a full-time job, I would expect them to probably just clean the house. like that. And more. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just keep it keep it clean. Yeah. Um, this lady, though, she's, she's, uh, she plays this part so good. She yeah, she's so, so creepy. I think she's so nice. She's nice, but she's creepy. And that's the whole point. Like, she uses this, uh, this character... To seem like old, like an old nice woman, but she still got that creepy vibe. Like uh, she, she uses the when she's talking to them, she mentions the words. She's charming, charmingly unchaperoned. Uh, that would be a red flag for me. I would be like, why is this lady super stoked that when kids show up at her house with no parents? Uh, and then she makes that comment like finders keepers. Like I guess they'll have to wait. This would just be a, a red flag, uh, and not to mention the giant Thanksgiving feast of food with just her living there. That oh also. yeah, but I guess if you're starving, those red flags uh, kind of get put out really quick. Yeah, I know that Gretel is supposed to be our you know main character, favorite character, but man, the fucking witch is so much better. She is I I she's by far my favorite part of this movie. I think she's the most important character to get right in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Um, she may not be the main character in the story, but when people think of that story, she is the main character people think of. Like, you can't have this story without the witch. And for that reason, it's the most important character to nail, and I thought she fucking killed it. Yeah, so the old woman accepts their offer, but Gretel makes it a point to inform her that they aren't going to be staying for a long time. They're going to be hitting the road again soon. The old lady keeps touching and smelling Hansel almost like he is food. Yeah, when when an adult <clears throat> smells a child, that is a huge red flag. That is, they're well, either When a, you smell anybody, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it's way worse when an adult is smelling a child. You're either a pedophile or, or, you're gonna or, eat them. or a witch um, or the president. So it doesn't ever say it in the movie, but I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there now. 
uh, the official name for the old woman slash the witch is Holda. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was wondering, I was going to ask you, are you going to call her the old lady throughout? No. I went back and changed, I, I added it in my notes. But I didn't remember, even with the subtitles on them, ever saying the actual name. Yeah, it's it was. I found it in one of the facts that, um, I think even in the cast, one of, like some of the cast list, she's she's not listed as Holda, but um, I did get a hold of like the official cast list, and yeah, she she is Holda. So from here on out, except for a couple spots here and there, I kind of mix it up. You know, Holda, aka the old lady, aka the witch. So now you know. So Holda shows Gretel her spellbook and makes her up uh, a solution. She doesn't really completely like explain what the solution does, but it's basically um, something that's going to help her kind of open up to her powers. It seems here that Holda recognizes that Gretel has like some sort of power, some sort of gift. Oh, I think she, she knew that before she even got there. I think she was kind of guiding them there this entire time. Mm. That's why she's having these visions. And if you notice, she's uh, Gretel keeps hearing these voices before they get there, and they keep seeing this these like these images of these shadows of like a witch, which ends up being her in the woods, kind of guiding them and watching them as they make this whole trip. I think that she recognized and sensed her powers from very far away and guided her there for that very reason. So I don't think this witch is doing that. I think that this power, like this power from the, the in, 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 I can't say it, the fucking enchantress lady. Uh, cause you, cause it's the little girl, the beautiful child is, we find out is uh kind of the source of some of this power. And I think it's like pretty much whatever this power is or whatever um, gives them this power. I think these this thing is bringing them together. That's because she keeps seeing this child. She keeps hearing the voice of the child, and um, that's just that's just my that's just my thought on it. Is is this thing is bringing these two people together? Yeah, that that's that's an interesting theory. We'll talk about that more. In the plot, when we kind of reveal who she yeah, is, yeah, I don't want to say too uh, much yet because it's going to kind of blow the story for later on. But uh, so that night, Gretel has another dream about the beautiful child. She gets out of bed and follows her into a basement room that is fucking huge. It, no way, this is a real basement room. It's basically this huge white brick room that's mostly empty. It has a big-ass curtain covering the far side of the wall. She goes down into it, and she begins to hear whispers of children. She turns around to see a huge table with four bodies laying on it with a sheet covering it. She begins to pull the sheet uh, back when sudden when she suddenly hears a scream and wakes up. She uh, awakes in the bedroom and realizes that she has bled in the sheets while she slept. It, and we know what that means. This is this is actually going back a little bit. So Holda predicts this. She tells her when she's having that drink, she says, tomorrow you're going to wake up as a new woman. And I think that's some uh, kind of hinting 
because she so she knows about the axe when he leaves the axe outside in the tree when uh hansel does she predicts the storm that's coming which those two things could have been definitely coincidences but then she pre- predicts her having her first period and uh, if they had any question that there was something going on before this, she should probably know at this point. That's not that's like a once in a lifetime thing that you're yeah. gonna have your your first uh, entrance into womanhood. And I thought it was kind of important to add in there that she 100% predicted this. This is also so right before this, it's really small, but you see hold the oink. Yeah, I don't know. So that's the same exact oink that they do to each other. That well, that's the same exact oink that their mom did right before she went crazy. So whenever she's trying to get them to leave, and she's you know uh, Gretel's kind of like, no, I'm not doing that. And her mom puts her head down and oinks twice, and then she snaps. She grabs the axe right after that, slams it in the table, and is like, I'm gonna cut you up into little pieces. That's when they haul ass in the middle of the night. Uh, that, that's part of my theory as to the mom was kind of possessed. She was kind of highly influenced by Holda. And I think everything that happens after that point is kind of leading them to this witch house. So I, I'm like after the period thing, you know, Gretel's kind of wondering, like, she's like, I wonder if I bled because it's like puberty or because like I ate rich food before bed. She literally says this could possibly be because of rich food. Like, yeah, like you ate like a ham and you fucking bled from your sexual organs. Well, that's weird. I put it put it in perspective, though. She is probably like very uneducated. Twelve. 12 this is takes place. It takes place technically. It doesn't take place at a certain time. It's like in a fairy tale land, but it definitely seems like it's further back in the day. Like medical science isn't very up to date. Um, her mom was probably not super educated. So being a a girl and this happening for the first time and not having like a parent or something there to explain this to them, I could see her wondering like, is it you know is is this a period, or did I eat something? So Gretel wakes Hansel up and talks to him about leaving soon. He doesn't want to. He doesn't understand why she would want to leave, considering they have it so good there. Gretel argues that the food doesn't really make any sense because there are no animals to kill and eat, no garden for fruit and vegetables, and they never make a trip for supplies. Not to mention, why is the old lady being so nice to and so nice and helping them so much? That's really smart of her to pick up on that as a kid. As a kid in this situation, and they're like starving, uh, you know, props to her for that. So later on, uh, Gretel is cleaning the table when suddenly the rag becomes soaked in blood. She drops it, and when she picks it up, it's clean and dry again. I think this scene is more important than it seems. Because, uh, like, earlier in the film, it is mentioned a few times that Gretel has the ability to see things that are hidden. Things that are behind, um, like, other things that cannot be seen. I think we hear that at least two times before this. 
And then we find out kind of later on that the food is actually made from like blood and body parts. So in reality, instead of food on the table, there are actually like blood and bits of tissue. So I think that it's like for a slight moment, like Gretel's powers allow her to see through like Holda's magic. Yeah, and the, the dinner scene before this, um, it's very slight, and I'd never noticed it before, but there is the slight buzzing of flies during that whole scene. So that's in every scene yeah. of the food, mm-hmm. and I didn't notice it, and the only reason I noticed it on my second watch was because I had the subtitles on, and it literally says flies buzzing, mm-hmm. because you're so interested in the conversation that you're not really catching up on the little bit of sound that's in there. And every single scene where there's food here, there is flies buzzing around this food. Yeah, and if you're watching this movie for the first time, you would never you would never pick up on that. You would never think that that meant anything. No. But going back and watching this after knowing the story, it's it's I thought it was really cool that they added this level of detail in there to put that in there. Um you know, as kind of a hint of, of what's to come. Yeah, on my first watch, I didn't understand the bloody rag thing and then it changing back to a regular rag. I didn't get it. And then on my second watch, I kind of, I was paying a lot more attention to the dialogue and that is when I heard people kind of, like they were saying, because I think the witch says it and her brother says it, where, you know, she has this ability to... um see things that are that normal people don't see and you know she drank that stuff the witch gave her she's kind of now hit her puberty like her powers are starting to kind of progress and this is where we see you know she's actually able to just for that moment see through the witch's magic yeah she starts right before they get to the house she starts to talk about this and Mm -hmm. how her mom always kind of, uh, you know, belittled her for this or tried to tell her she was crazy. And that's actually really important, too, because the witch uses this later on in the movie to kind of try to win her over. So she then goes to grab another rag out of the back closet when she discovers a wood panel that has a hole in it. She begins to pick pieces away from the panel, only to discover a doorknob behind it. Meanwhile, Hansel is walking through the woods. He begins to hear children whispering and sees children's shoes hanging from the trees. He follows the whispers until he comes to a tree with a satanic pentagram carved into it. Just beyond that, he sees the silhouette of a witch and begins to hear a song in his head. And the song says, The thought in your head is go to look in the shed. You will find saws to be sharpened for the bones of the dead. What eats with its teeth but never feels fed. We then see Hansel in a daze just sitting while sharpening saw blades. Next we see Gretel sitting at the table with Hoda. And Hoda is uh, mixing some kind of like concoction with, um, to me, looked like blood. And she is explaining to Gretel that her power is to see what is hidden and take it. So, it like here it seems like she's kind of trying to convince Gretel to like accept her gift and to use it like like she uses it. And um, 
you know, through this conversation, she's kind of like the black magic version of Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. She's pretty much like, you know, you have this gift and you can ignore it and just move on with your life or you can use it. Because she even makes like a comment like, you know, you have this power. You, you, you almost have to have it or it's a waste. So, yeah, she is she's working on getting Gretel kind of where she's kind of going to go down this path of magic and go down this path of being a witch. Yeah, the the cat's kind of out of the bag at this point. She's kind of, you know, telling her, you know, I I have this gift, you have it too. And this is her really showing her, for the first time, definitive proof that there is something going on. Like, after this scene, Gretel can't deny that there's clearly uh, more to her gift than what she knew. Yeah, she's with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man. She has uh, Gretel rub this concoction on her hand, which shows her how to control this kind of like the ceremonial wooden staff. And Gretel uses um, her magic to stand the staff up and move it around. She's pretty stoked on this. And uh, I would be too. Oh, I would be too. I would be super fucking stoked. Uh, She then goes outside and begins to kind of play around with her new powers. And she starts uh, making the trees shake around and, you know, do tree stuff. And um, she even has one tree bend down with a very large branch and almost touch her hand. I think this is a really, really cool scene. I don't know why. Uh, There's like no dialogue or anything. She just goes outside. And they do a really good job of showing you that her eyes are really open to the power she has now. Like, she can hear. Like, the way they do the audio in this scene is they focus in on the leaves blowing in the trees. Like, every time she looks at a tree, she can hear it, you know, making slight cracking sounds and stuff. I thought it was just a really, just the aesthetic of it, everything about it, I thought it was a really cool scene. So, if you look at the scene where the big tree is almost like leaning down to touch her hand and she's got her hand out. It does lean down. Her fingernails are starting to turn black. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, So, later on at the dinner table, Hansel is full and doesn't want to eat anymore. And so, I'm not sure about this, but it looked like to me that Gretel could see that that food was rotten. Or was that just seeing it wrong? Mm, I didn't pick up on that. I couldn't tell because it. I mean, it's like a it's like a big pot pie, and it and it it has this overhead shot of this pot pie. Like it literally shows a close up of this pot pie, and it looks like it's bad. Yeah, but it, the hard thing about that is, and, and they probably left this open on purpose, is we don't really know what perspective we're seeing this from. You know, we see in this scene from Holda's perspective, because I mean, it it really wouldn't make sense. I don't think for Gretel to know that, because she's she's eating the food too. Well, no, because so we. I mean, the food in general, like all the food that's there for her to like. You would think she would question. She would tell him, like Hansel, don't eat that. That's rotten food. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's kind of like the rag where she just caught a glimpse of it because we see the pot pie. Then we see Gretel looking at the pot pie, but she doesn't say anything. She kind of has this weird look on her face. And she's just kind of pushing her food around with a fork. So I'm wondering if she's 
starting to suspect something with the food. I think I think that's possible. But at this point, uh, Holda has 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 gotten to her. Like she's yeah, yeah. she's on Holda's side now. Like the whole uh, showing her her opening her eyes to to her powers because she even tells him like you know don't be rude. So he makes a comment about like being too full or something. She tells uh, Hansel not to be rude. She's she's fully on hold side at this point. She's won her over. So while laying in bed, Hansel has now changed his tune on wanting to stay. He tries to convince Gretel to leave, but now she wants to stay. She begins to take up for the old woman and tells Hansel he doesn't understand how lucky they are. He tries to throw her previous words in her face about being weary of people giving stuff away without anything in return. She gets pissed at him and tells him that if he wants to leave so bad, she'll show him how. She leads him outside and sends him on his way into the dark woods with a red light glowing from the distance. We then see a witch in the distance who tells him to follow them into the light. It's probably not a good idea. There is a red light in the woods. Stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was really fucked up. And she takes him out there and she just leaves him. The next morning, Gretel wakes hoping it was just a dream, but quickly realizes that Hansel is really gone. Later on, Holda tries to make Gretel feel better about sending him off, telling her that he is just out in the woods sulking, that he is fine, and uh, that she is not his mother, and it is not her responsibility to take care of him. That night, Gretel fakes taking a sleeping potion so she can go see what is behind that little secret door she found in the closet. That is, I wonder why that door is so little. I don't know. Um, I did get think through it was, there. <laughs> so, I, and I don't know if it's part of her her master plan, but I think Holda wanted her to find this room because when the rag scene happens, she guides her to this. You know, she tells her, uh, you know, to go to the, the the back of the pantry, and she told her where there's some rags at. But it's very obviously placed in a spot where you would catch this. I think that that same scene, too, is really cool because they show, like, the pantry looks super long. And it kind of goes back to what you said as the house is kind of a character in this movie. Um, In that scene, it's very clear that this house inside is way too big to be this house that you see. That is is interesting. You pick up on that. Yeah, it, it is super obvious. It's it's. It's kind of like this house is, um, when you go to it, you're going into almost through like a portal. Uh, this house is way bigger than what it could possibly be. That's uh, another thing when we were going through that that I meant to bring up. So once she opens the very tiny secret door, it leads her down into the brick basement room that she dreamed about. And when she gets to the bottom of the steps, she discovers a dazed, non-responsive Hansel just staring at the wall. He's he's kind of doing the, the, the Blair Witch Project thing. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. He just, oh, that's a witch movie in the woods too. Yeah. Look at that. There must be a thing with witches. They just make you non-responsively stare at walls. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, pr- pretty pretty rough. And she's got to keep him alive, I guess, to, until she gets Gretel on her side. 
so a black liquid drains on the floor where a younger woman then appears. She is dressed in all black and has many witchcraft symbols tattooed on her body. She doesn't seem to notice Gretel in the room, and when she walks over and picks up a big metal bucket, she dumps the bucket on this big table, and we see that it is full of human organs, like hearts and intestines. Yeah, I I thought the scene was really cool. I thought the uh, the blood dripping out of the pipe, and then her kind of coming out of the floor, uh, was super awesome looking. But this scene it shows us uh, Holda's true self. That is, well, they don't really they don't. So they don't make that quite clear yet. And they do right after this. Part, um, yeah, so you're kind of just like, who the fuck is this person? Um, but yeah, one I thing... Know, that, when I seen it, I thought that was I thought it was pretty clear. Uh, uh, well, it wasn't clear at all to me. And then there's kind of an on-purpose reveal coming up. So I don't think that they meant for you to know um, exactly who who that is and when I, I was doing some research um for the movie before i actually did the plot and they actually called this version before the reveal her the younger witch um so she has kind of a complete separate identity before the reveal so i don't think they were i think they i think they kind of were trying to make you think that this was a complete separate person mm. which i thought was cool I like that because I thought, at first, I thought, there's this whole other witch. Like, she's probably pulling the strings. And, you know, the older witch is trying to keep, you know, Gretel from finding out, or Hans, you know, Gretel, from finding out who the fuck this person is. Like, this bitch lives in the basement. Well, that's going to be hard to explain. So, I think in the movie, they're kind of pushing you towards this little girl in the pink is the witch. And they talk about how beautiful she is and how she was like, you know, the most beautiful girl they had ever seen. And you think during this movie, uh, this couldn't possibly be this ugly ass old lady. And then when you get this reveal of this really beautiful younger girl, you think, you know, okay, well, then this is the girl in the pink. I know that's 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 kind of a confusing way to put that, but I that's how I took it when I first watched the movie. Like, okay, this is the little girl from the beginning of the movie. She is really beautiful. Uh, her older self is just a disguise to kind of throw them off. So she then walks over to a wooden barrel and pulls out a severed fucking arm. I was not expecting an arm to come out of that barrel. She tosses the arm on, onto the table and then uses magic to turn the body parts into food so these motherfuckers have been eating like human remains the whole entire time yeah gross yeah gretel is uh freaked the fuck out she sees the food on the table and in the morning decides to play dumb until she can best the witch somehow holda grabs a shovel and tells gretel that she's got to go out to the woods for a bit you can tell she is she suspects that gretel's doing something or bullshitting her or something. Yeah, she knows something. I think she knows, and it's all part of the reveal. I, I put in my notes, like, if I was Gretel, I'd be scared to death to try to trick this lady because of, she's already predicted, like, uh, all types of shit at this point in the movie. To think that she wasn't going to see this coming is kind of crazy. 
I think she knows. Yeah, she would have been better off just going and getting an axe and just suddenly just axing her head or something. Yeah. And to try to out outbest her with just the long game. Uh, we then see that Holda is digging a small hole in the woods where she then begins to puke into the hole. When the camera pans down, we now see that Holda is the younger witch from the basement. What do you uh, think the throwing up was? I don't know. I was going to yeah. ask that. I do not have really any idea. So I I think, um, and I, you know, it could be completely wrong, but I think her disguise as the old lady is some type of potion that she makes. She kind of mixes up something with plants. No, that's, that's how she idea. does all her magic. And I think that that was her throwing up so she would turn back into her normal, younger-looking self. Why she went to go lure some kids in or whatever she was going to do. Oh, that's, yeah, I had, she clear, I had no. She's clearly going to some kids. She's going out there to, to I guess, eat some kids or lure some more kids I've in. I've got to go get some kids to eat. I'll be back from the store in a little while. Yeah, because you hear the kids' voices and uh, she's, she's like walking up on these dolls that she's got on, on this tree and you can kind of hear the kids' voices. Yeah, that that was just my how I took that. I, I was wondering what you thought about that because that's the only thing I could piece together that made any sense. The, no, the only thing the only thing I thought of was essentially maybe she uses so much of her power the night before to create the fake food. Maybe it just fucked her up. I, I don't know. I I really didn't. I didn't really have like a great theory for it. Uh, when she returns, Gretel has a, a bit of food and some tea left out for her. She sits at the table and tells Gretel that she has realized that Hansel being gone is for the best. And she explains that the more powerful Gretel becomes, the more Hansel would have feared her and that Hansel was a poison for her. The only way to reach her full potential as a powerful witch she must consume the poison before it consumes her. Holda puts a piece of food in her mouth, and while chewing it, she then pulls out a little girl's strand of hair from her lips and lies it on the table. Yeah, it's like a whole, like, pigtail. Yeah, she pulls it's got a out. ribbon on it and shit. This is the cover of the movie scene, and I absolutely love that they used that for the cover because I the way this scene is shot it's fucking awesome it's super creepy like when she starts pulling that out of her mouth and it's just like it just never ending and yeah. going yeah it's, it's super creepy she calls uh hold it out about her brother and she and she tells her that she moved him out of Gretel's way that uh basically he was just holding her back Gretel asks for the witch to let him go but she says she can't because they must cook and eat him. The witch then explains that the story of the beautiful child, which, if you remember, is Gretel's favorite fairy tale, is actually her story. Holda was the mother of the beautiful child, and when the child killed her husband, she grew to hate her and eventually sent her away. But the child constantly came to her in her dreams and promised her that she would give her some of her powers, and in return... All she had to do was be brave and trust the darkness. Trust the darkness. Darth Vader would be all about this shit. Yes. Come to the dark side. So she did, and uh, she ended up eating 
her other children because they were poisoned and they were basically standing in her way of gaining her true powers. Yeah, they were holding her back. Goddamn kids. Damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the redneck? Redneck. I'm a redneck accent. witch, goddamn kids. Put them kids on the grill. Get me a Budweiser. Oh, man. <laughs> the man who was deaf. She then began uh, disguising herself as an old lady to seem kind and weak to other children. She then built the house over the big brick room underground where she could cook and eat the children. Gretel then wakes up inside the basement room strapped to the big table with silverware and a plate in front of her. It's almost dinner time. Time, Wait, to, time to eat your brother. This is where you learn that the room was real. Yep. Like so now you know that this is, you know, this isn't the small ass house that you're seeing. Like this is a massive room. Like you would think, you know, maybe it's just a big basement, but when you see this room, I mean, what do you think? It's probably like 30 30 foot ceiling. Oh, at it's least fucking massive. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to gauge how tall the ceiling is because you don't you don't get a lot of shots of it, but it's a it's it's stupid big basement it's it's, <laughs> it's so big that you kind of think earlier in the movie where she sees it and she's not sure if she was dreaming or not kind of makes you think okay well maybe she was probably just dreaming this this room is, is so big it couldn't possibly you know be a real room but now we see it is legit especially back then because you thought there's no fucking way you got some people to dig a hole that big and then brick this up yeah the magic house, man. Good Hol- shit. Holda then pulls back the big curtain to reveal a large fire pit with a cage above it. The witch then places her staff against the wall and lights the fire under the cage. We then see an uh, entranced Hansel walk over to the cage and begin to climb the ladder to get inside. Gretel then begins to use her powers to take control of the staff she launches it towards Holda and pins her against the wall above the fire pit. We then see that the fire will uh, turns blue and the witch's dress catches a blaze. Gretel then watches as the witch burns to death by the blue flames. Once Holda's body has burnt to a crisp, Gretel then smashes it into pieces and breaks her restraints. We then see Hansel pause on the ladder and the spell has been broken. The next day, Hansel wakes up in his bed to find his sister sitting there with him. She tells him that the witch is gone now, and uh, she is sending him back home. She, uh, She's basically going to stay behind at this cool-ass house, which I don't blame her. I'd keep the house, too. Absolutely. And uh, she's going to learn the ways of her gifts. She puts her brother on a horse and begins to walk through the woods. Hansel is seen arriving at his own home, which is now empty. So we assume his mother is dead. It looks like she died right after because the axe is still stuck in the table from when she ran them off. It's only been like a week, I think. I don't know. She says that she's going to die soon. I mean, they're, yeah. they're starving to death. He uh, is also holding a bag with uh, it, the expensive silver. You remember the witch had that silver in a box? Yeah. There's even like a, yes. I don't know, like a silver rattler from a little kid or something. Like jewelry and yeah. money and shit she sends him off with. Do, yeah. you, do you think that she sent him off because she's, you know, she's 
going to practice her powers now and try to do it in a, a light way because he was going to hold her back. Obviously, having pretty much raising this kid is, is just like Holda says, kind of your, your poison, your weakness. Do you think she sent him off because of that or because she feared what she might do to him? No, I think it's the first one. And what I what I think is she doesn't she didn't think that Holda was wrong. She just thinks that her way to get there was wrong. You know, like I cuz she does um you know, Holda tells her basically like you have to eat your poison because eventually it'll it'll take a piece of you. And at the very end, she says, you're not taking a piece of me. I'm gladly giving you a piece of me. So I think that she she believes that Holda's right about them. She'll never reach her greatness as long as she's taking care of him. And he'll never reach his potential as long as he stays there with her. So I think that she agrees with that. She's sending him off because she understands that Holda was right about that. You know, Holda does have you know, like second sight, she can see real things. Not everything is maybe bad, but um, the whole eating him is not the total solution. You know, you can just send him away and it would be just as good. I I think they left that question kind of open so you don't know. If you notice uh, when Hansel wakes up, the first thing he says is you look scared. Yeah. Um, I think she... You know, and that the other theory is I think that she kind of feared going down this road, what was going to happen. Yeah, I, I do. I do think it, it could, you know, there's a little bit of that in there, too, because she does say that she is scared of herself, not the world. And I know for a fact they left this movie kind of open because they don't want you to they don't want to sum the story up with the happily ever after. There's a possibility that this could go bad. And we see that here in a second at the very, very Mm -hmm. end. So, you know, it could be, it could be that too, you know, or it could be a little bit of both. You know, it, it's hard to say because they left a lot open ended with this. Yeah. You remember Holda was originally good too. Yeah. She was so good that she sent her daughter away because of the bad things that her daughter was doing. But she ended up ultimately turning really bad. So, yeah, I, I think they left it open. My thought, it makes for a better movie for me, is that she was afraid of what she might do going down this road. But, yeah, continue. Because we get to the very end, we can talk about this a little more. Uh, so we then see Gretel walking through the woods when she comes upon the ghost of all the children that Holda has eaten. Fucking lot of kids. Yeah. Now that the witch is dead, the ghosts of the children are now free. They all run past Gretel and disappear into the sunlight. She says that she is going to stay and nurture her powers and that she feels free. And all she must do is be brave and trust herself. She's going to, she, she thinks that she can kind of change um, the path of how how these witches become so powerful, which is normally they trust the like the dark side, and she's gonna put that belief into herself instead of something else. She then looks down at her hands and sees her fingers turn black, just like the witch before her did. Yep, and this is kind of why I think 
She she probably noticed her fingers were turning black earlier. I think this may have been why she sent her brother away. But yeah, it, Holda tells her um, we're we're cut from the same filth. Yep. And this is uh, kind of like the mark of the devil. This is the the mark of darkness being in her veins. So she has what was inside of Holda that made Holda ultimately do what she did. She has that inside of her. I don't think I don't think that it's gonna go to plan like she thinks it's gonna go to plan. Yeah, I mean this this ending is essentially, you know, something that we've known about human beings probably since the very beginning, where it doesn't matter what you think at the beginning, power corrupts people. Whether it's you know, the financial power or whether it's magical power, it doesn't matter. When you have all of a sudden this huge advantage that no one else has or very few people have, and you have that kind of power, you know, it's just little bits of you at a time that get chipped away. And she's young, she's naive, and she doesn't understand what kind of what some of Holda was actually trying to explain to her, where it doesn't matter if you think you can make it that way. If it's not that way, it's not that way. Like it, it, there's no guarantee that she's not going to slowly become essentially what Holda is or was, um, because because she, you know, the more power she gets, the 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 more she turns to that darkness. Yeah, I I agree completely. I think that she is gonna kind of go down the same road. Like I said, Holda was initially good. And evil eventually overcame her. Uh, I think that the same thing is going to happen to uh, Gretel in this movie. I, you know, I love this ending. I fucking love how they leave it kind of, you know, she's going to she's gonna be this, this witch of brightness and light. And then kind of the very, the last shot is her, the mark of the evil in her veins truly coming out and her hands turning black too. You know, we don't even know that the black fingers is necessarily evil either. You know, that that's a whole nother thing. Like there's been nothing that's said in the story I, I that think, says that that is for sure evil. That may be just um, you know, from just being a magic user in general. I think that the 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 director actually used that. That that's the mark of evil in mm. her veins. Um, I think he used that outside of this movie. I was looking a certain part of the movie up, and I'm pretty sure. So that that did come up. That came up, and the 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 zombie from the beginning came up, and and some questioning. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of like the mark of the devil, the the mark of having the evil present. In her veins, and, and uh, like Holda told her, you know, we're cut from the same filth. Yeah, that it's interesting. And then, you know, as her fingers are turning black, you see it on her face yeah. where she has now realized that this may not go the way she thinks it's going to go. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, it's a very open-ended story. We some all, people hate that. Some people like it. We also don't know what eating the kids does to for them either. You know, does she just crave eating kids or does eating the kids enhance her power, make her more powerful? Is it her key to staying young? You know, we don't know that. 
Yeah, the only thing that she ever really talks about when it comes to that is the fact that basically when she first got this power, that's that's all she cared about. Like it's like uh, you know, someone who is hooked on like a drug and mm. that's all they want. They don't care how they get the drug as long as they get it. And she even says that she was so hungry for her power that she didn't even almost forgot to chew her own children. Yeah. That's just such a dark thing to say. <laughs> and that that is because of that conversation, that's why I think she sent Hansel off. Um, I think that's why when he woke up and she looked petrified when he woke up and he even makes the comment like you look scared. I think it's because of that conversation why she sent him off on his own. And it may have been a little bit of both, but I, I do think she feared with her going down this path if she was going to end up craving eating children too, I guess. Especially her brother who was, you know, kind of her poison. Yeah, it, it's interesting. These are probably, of you know, as many times the story's been done, these are probably some of your best, most complex characters and probably the most complex version of this story. Uh, I mean, the fact that you have, I don't think I've ever heard of any other version where one of the Hansel or Gretel's was uh, also a witch. That was a, that's a no, great I idea. I think that's new. Yeah, and the witch is um is so dark. I mean, not just like her appearance, but the shit that she says. Like she's never we always known the witch eats children, whatever. But um, the fact that she literally talks about eating her own children and eating them like so fast, like she almost choked on them. Uh, you know, we literally see her pull like a child's arm out of a fucking barrel at one point and turn it into like a pig. Yeah, this is this is a this is a dark this is a very dark version of this. I loved the witch too. Like this is, I think the the stere- the two stereotypes when I think of a witch is like the old witch in the old house in the woods, uh, you know, and and all black, uh, you know, kind of stirring a pot. May, you know, coming out the with the cauldron. Some, yeah, it's a, some some type of concoction, some type of you know, spell. Um, and then I, the other version of a witch, I think, is kind of like a succubus, a very beautiful, mm. um, like the most beautiful woman you've ever seen with like long jet black hair luring you into the woods. And they have both versions of that in this movie. Her younger version is gorgeous. Yes. I mean, gorgeous. If I was a teenager, she would have no problem luring me into the woods. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would would have been eight. She is beautiful. Yeah, there is, it's weird, but there is a part of me that wishes that this movie would have, it would have been terrible for the movie, but, um, you know, they send off fucking Hansel somewhere. I don't know. Send him somewhere. I don't really care about him. And Hansel stays there with the witch and learns how to be an awesome witch. Like that is, I, I wish that would have happened for her. Cause I love the character of the witch. I think it's cool that she's kind of training Gretel to, she's really teaching her the ways of, of this stuff. And I'm like, shit, man, I almost want to sit and watch that movie, even though that'd be a fucking terrible movie. It wouldn't be like a lot of entertainment, but um, I just loved all the scene with her teaching her all the witchcraft shit, and I thought it was super cool. 
Yeah, and I think that's a testament to how good the characters were written. That that's exactly what that is. Yeah, so uh, the carvings on the door are stars of David. And later in the film, when the younger witch is revealed with the tattoos, she has a star of David on her shoulder, along with the satanic pentagram and the alchemical symbols for the sun and the moon. This likely indicates that it is a combination of occult magic across a bunch of religions. The star of David is also a unity of fire and water and masculine and feminine symbols. Yeah, I, I that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, wow. so when I seen her originally and I seen all her tattoos, I recognized most of those symbols, and I know those symbols as being um, different symbols in different sects of paganism. That is not just uh, you know you would normally see uh, like a witch if she did have symbols, it would be typically um, all in the same sect or maybe two sects, uh, kind of maybe that overlap in um, paganism or witchcraft but this is a bunch of different version ones i mean there's even some from like norse uh paganism yeah i love that they added that i didn't notice that but you know i i read uh that whole book on uh black magic and where black magic comes from and its different forms and black magic originally comes from uh ancient judaism was the first forms of black magic rituals and I think that's really cool that they added that in there. Yeah, I think that that is something they added in there for people that were familiar with with that stuff. Because anybody that's familiar with that would recognize that, you know, um, that is kind of co- like a blanket of covering all of these different versions. Which is smart because all these different versions have all have magic involved in them. And uh, if you were uh, a true um, witch like like she is, you would not just limit yourself to kind of one version of magic. You would use all of them. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that they added that in there. I love the tattoos, too. That made her look even better. When uh, Gretel peers through the window in the window pane and her eye is reminiscent of the eye of providence, which means God is all seeing. And this implies that Gretel has the second sight. I didn't really need I didn't really need to know that know that she had the second sight. I was kind of getting that before that scene even happened. Yeah, she kind of she kind of talks about it. She does. Yeah, it's cut off, but she gets enough out for you to get that. You know, very early on that she's not just, you know, like the normal Hansel and Gretel story where it's just two kids who are going to get lured out and eaten. She clearly has something special. Yeah, um, I think I started catching on when her and uh, her brother, leave, they first leave their, their mom's house and they're in the woods and basically Hansel's like, what the fuck are we going to do? And she's like, well, we're going to go to so-and-so's house. Um, she died, but no one's living there. And her brother's like, well, how the fuck do you know that? And she's like, you, you know, I can see shit that, you know, you can't normally see. Cause he's like, you can't see that far. And she's like, I don't have to actually see it to know it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they do a really good job of dropping things like that throughout this movie to kind of give you, give you hints. Yeah. So, uh, another thing is there are, uh, a couple 
there's something that the witch says, I can't remember it right now, but there's something that the witch says that's actually said, I think she says, oh my, what a world. That's what she says. And that is from the Wizard of Oz. That is what the Wicked Witch of the West says in the Wizard of Oz. Believe that is the last thing she says before she dies. Mm, that's interesting. The the um the stuff in the kids' bedroom, the bedroom they're staying in, is uh it's like the white and black stripe stuff, which is to um which is a callback to the witch from also from the Wizard of Oz. The director liked the witch, like when he would picture a witch, he would picture the Wizard of Oz witch. That is what this witch, Holda, is actually designed from. So that is why she has the pointy hats, the black dress with the long black sleeves. That, that she, He is very much a fan of the Wizard of Oz, and this was kind of his ode to the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, so the shot, the first scene we see of her when Hansel's in the house getting the food and she, she's in the she back. She looks like that. If you pause that, she looks like... The, I mean, her skin almost has a green tone to it. You, it, It's almost surprising when you see her and she walks out the house because she looks way, way more normal than you thought she would have after you see that first glimpse of her. Uh, she's really fucking like a very, very scary Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I thought that was cool. All right, so I'm going to talk about the director for a minute. The director, Oz Perkins. He is the son of Anthony Perkins, who, if you don't know who that is, Norman Bates in the Psycho movies. Nice. That's pretty cool. His mother is actress Barry, I think it's Berenson. Uh, She was the widow of Anthony Perkins, and she actually died in the September 11th terror attacks. She was aboard American Airlines Flight 11, which if you don't know, that was the first plane to hit the World Trade Center. Wow, that that's crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, even, like the chances of, of dying in that's one thing, but the chances of being on the plane. Kind of the first, yeah. first people that died. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. As she was, she, I guess she was, she was older when that happened, I would I imagine. So. Yeah. Perkins is not just a writer and director. He is also an actor. His first role ever was playing a young Norman Bates in Psycho 2. Huh. That's crazy. And when he was 12 years old. Yeah, I had no idea of that connection. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, he has also been in Illegally Blonde, not another teen movie, and very recently, Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope's a good one. You were it was you were run running a bad track there for a second. Well, I picked all the movies that I'd heard of. <laughs> it had been another stuff, but I was like, um, yeah. But yep. Uh, so we're moving on to ratings and kill count. Uh, the kill count is three people, one zombie, and a bunch of kids. But we don't we don't have a kill count for them. Uh, we have uh, hold the son. It was cooked and eaten by Holda. Hold his daughter. Also cooked and eaten by Holda. And Holda herself, the witch, who was disintegrated by a blue fire. I didn't I, really. I thought it was really cool how, not necessarily how how she died, but the the comparisons to the original story because she kind of she pushes her in the fire in the original story, but with this variation with her being a witch, uh, I thought it was really cool how she used 
And that's the first time she's ever used her powers in that way. And she used them to basically pin her against the wall and burn her alive. Yeah, one thing I didn't catch on the first watch, but I caught on the second one is, you know, he's like lathered up in that like goo stuff that um that, that hold him mixed up and basically uh, it allowed Gretel to control the, the staff. And he he's like lathered up in it. And she pretty much, like, he goes over there and they do the thing where they put their fucking two heads together and oink or whatever. And uh, as soon as he walks off, she, like, wipes it off her forehead with her hand. And that's how she controls the fucking broom. Or not the broom. The, um, I don't know why I called it a broom. I almost called it a broom earlier. I think she, that's she controls kind of the, the staff. The symbolism of the staff, though. It's kind of like. Well, I, I did read broom. that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the witch's broom or whatever. So, um. But yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't that. notice that. It was uh, really cool. I didn't notice that, actually. This is the third time I've watched this movie, and I, I didn't pick up on that. So Yeah, that w- um, that's that's slick. Like This movie's kind of full of, full of shit like that. But. I think I think she calls the stuff um, Slave. I don't oh, know I didn't, if that's I didn't. a real thing. Um, but yeah, in the, in the scene where she first shows her, mixes it up, I think she called it Slave. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's a real plant because it was actually spelled slave. That's why it it, it, <laughs> it wasn't pronounced slave when she said it. But I seen it come across the screen before she said it. And she was like, you know, try this slave. I was like, what? Um. All right. So rating. I went first in my rating last time. So you're up. All right. Well, I guess I can go first. It's um, your movie, too. Yeah, so. that, that's true. So I actually rated this much higher than what I would have uh, if this wasn't as beautiful of a movie as it is. Yeah, I, that, I, I did. I did that too. I gave this movie a four point two. Ooh, yeah. I I really enjoy, it. and I I'd mentioned this uh, prior, but this is one of those movies where I can't exactly pinpoint why I like it so much. I know it's a lot of the feel. Uh, just the feel and the cinematography of the movie, but I, I really, really enjoy this movie. Uh, I think it's, it's a great dark take on the original fairy tale. Uh, I love how they, they completely redid that story. This is unlike any, any version of that story that has existed before with her being kind of a witch being groomed and not just brought there to be eaten. Like I mentioned before, I love the witch. This is what I think, stereotypical witch. Both versions of what I think of when I think of a witch, they have in this movie. Uh, by far the best part of it, though, is, is just the feel and the cinematography of it. You know, like I said before, I think this kind of sets the standard on a witch movie for me. It has a perfect, creepy, dark October feel. Just overall, a beautiful movie with a perfect, you know, that really dark tone mixed with some really creepy scenes. Definitely, if if you're the type of person who hates a slow burn, this is not going to be the movie yeah. for you. But if you like a slow burn, or even, even, you know, are okay with slow burns, if it has a really good feel to it, then I definitely suggest watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, I gave the movie a four. I am a sucker for witchcraft, witch movies. I, you know, I don't, I don't know why, but I, I always find them really interesting. 
I really like the kind of twist of the story. I love uh, Hansel kind of being a witch. That that's really cool. I love that part of it. Um, but the the biggest factor to me is the the sets, the cinematography, the fucking weird aspect ratio that it ended up being shot in. I personally think this would have been a really great A24 movie. If I would have watched this and didn't know, already know, um, Orion made it, I would have thought it was an A24 movie. It's right up that alley of those kind of movies. Um, That's why I can't believe that uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it such a low rating. I don't necessarily think that's like a low rating because they normally rate horror movies really shitty. So it's almost, I mean, it's kind of low, but... You know, for for a horror movie, it's not a surprise from Rotten Tomatoes. I think I don't know, man. Like the A twenty four movies or those those independent field type movies, though, generally get really good ratings. Yeah, I I think The Lodge got like a ninety five or something on there. Just and that's a very cinematography heavy, yeah, symbolism heavy. They just, from what I've read about their review, is they didn't like the pacing. They didn't like the pacing, and they they felt like the ending, uh, they didn't feel fulfilled on the ending. And I could see that, because a lot of people don't like those kind of endings, those open endings. I, you know, I we're weird, and we do. But, yeah, I loved it. But yeah, but yeah, I gave this movie a four. I would recommend this movie to people that appreciate film. I wouldn't recommend this movie to people who really kind of, uh, like those more fast-paced, high-kill count horror movies, you you really have to appreciate film to enjoy this movie. Is that that storytelling, that cinematography, uh, just stuff like that, like sound. One of the things we didn't even talk about in this movie is the fucking amazing sound. Yeah, the, that this the had. score of this movie is really good. This is a movie I would really like to see in a theater because we could see. The beautiful cinematography. We could hear the amazing work, the sound that they did with the sound. So, yeah, huge props for the sound guys, too, because there's a ton of cool little sound in this that you don't. I feel like I probably missed out on a lot of it just watching it on my TV. Like, I almost want to watch the movie again with my fucking headphones in because I know there's a lot of cool sound stuff I missed. That was one of the things that. Every article I read about it talked about, along with the cinematography, was the sound. The sound design is amazing. I agree. The sound, the score to it. I thought with it being a slow pacing movie, that's really important to get those things right with the sound. And I thought they killed that. And not only like, you know, your normal sound thing, but they added small things in there with the sound that kind of gave you a hint of, of what was to come in the movie. And not a lot of movies do that. Like with, with the flies buzzing mm-hmm. on the food. 99% of people who's watched this movie probably never noticed that. Uh, but it's something that they put in there. And, you know, they took the time to go out of their way to make sure that that was in those certain scenes. And just small stuff like that. man. Was- yeah, what they did here is they used everything about a film to tell a story. The sound... The cinematography, the acting, the writing. They used everything at their disposal to tell the story. If you don't pay attention to all of that, you're missing some piece of this story. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how somebody could hate like really hate this movie 
And when I was looking it up, this movie did get a lot of dislikes. A lot of people hated it, and it was solely, I won't say solely, mostly people complained about the pacing and how slow it was. And I get that if you're not into to slow burns, but if you were a fan of movies and films and you didn't come away with something from this movie, I, I don't know how. Yeah, it's good, man. Check it out if you if you're if you're a film fan for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be it though. Uh, we're going to talk more about the film stuff uh, over in the after show. So if you uh, are interested in that and you want to hear a little more about the filming and and kind of why they did this and why they did that, uh, jump on over there. And we'll catch you over there. But if not, you know, we'll catch you on the next episode. Next, we're gonna do. Basically, Hellraiser in space, we're going to do Event Horizon. That's going to be my pick. Uh, Once again, we thank you guys for listening. Please give us a follow or like if you enjoy the show. It helps us a ton. Tell a friend, a family member, or your local dark magic enchantress about the show. We hope to see you next time. You got any last words? Nope. The thing about Poison is that out of everything in the big bad world... Nothing tastes as sweet. <laughs>